Groovaholics. Welcome to the Rochester Groovecast podcast. Birthed by a love of music, we're all about culture. Don't forget to subscribe and remember the fee. If you gain value from this podcast, personally share it with a friend and explain your favorite part. Let's get groovy.
you just heard Lift by Axis Armada, a throwback band in the Rochester scene. Cody Webster, drummer from Axis Armada, he is on the show. You might also know him from uh, Guy Smiley or a new up-and-coming band, Keys & Co. And he, Cody, you know, we talked before the show. He wanted to kind of go Joe Rogan style, so we did just that. We relaxed. We just talked about literally whatever came to mind and a, a ton of conversation about music. So I just want to get started. Here is me and Cody Webster. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the Rochester Groovecast podcast, your top source for live, local, regional music interviews and events from Rochester, New York, and the surrounding area. I am your host, Ben Albert, and I am excited because today we've got Cody Webster here on the show. Again, what's going on, man? We live in the dream here. Yeah, man, trying to. One day at a time, man. Trying to live the dream. Hell yeah. If you guys don't know Cody, um, he is behind the scenes, literally in the back, the drummer in a lot of great local bands, you know, present and past from Axis Armada to Guy Smiley uh, to Keys & Co. Um, so great drummer. We'll dive deep. And uh, yeah, that was an Axis Armada tune we started with, Lift. Yeah, yeah, that was Lift. Um yeah, man. Uh, all that, that whole album is, is still on Spotify and Apple music, um, SoundCloud. Uh, but it's crazy how that band, that band that I was in, how we really, really did a lot to get that album. <clears throat> um, I'd like to talk about that. Um, so we had gotten contact with a, multiple Grammy award-winning producer out in LA. Um, his name is Matt Marin. He's done everybody from Janet Jackson to Tom Petty to the Foo Fighters, Beyonce, Usher, Rage Against the Machine. Like the, his, <clears throat> his list of artists that he's worked with is, is huge. And um, we reached out to him and uh, we just sent him like really, really rough, rough rough recordings of our stuff we're like listen <clears throat> this isn't like anything crazy yet but do you like the music and he was like yeah i love it let's cut it let's cut a record I'm like wow <clears throat> so yeah we uh it was a it was a good chunk of change uh to do it <clears throat> and um but we did a huge yard sale out on uh route 332 in farmington at cobblestone art center we had like tons of people donating stuff to us and we raised like over, God, I want to say over like 10 or $15,000 just off of that, that garage sale. And then we did a Kickstarter fundraiser. What, and uh, What were you guys selling? <clears throat> oh my God. Cars? Do the most ridiculous things. Everything. It was everything. Oh, people from all over the place were donating stuff. It was, it was really, really amazing to see how many people were supporting us and you know, just cleaning out their garage and throwing it into the back of a pickup truck and dropping it off. And was like, here, you guys think you could sell this? And we're like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll put it on a new content. 
And uh, it ended up working out really well. And we did a Kickstarter fundraiser. And then, uh, you know, the guys um, at the time, I was, God, I was 20. So this is 20, 21 years old. And all the other guys were in their 30s. And they, they luckily, they all had really good jobs. So uh, they were able to put money up up onto the project as well. And we were able to get the album done and um, <clears throat> we did some cool stuff. We opened up for Young the Giant um, down at Party in the Park and uh, we were playing the Purple Pig Festival a lot. Um, our first show, it was a crazy story. Our bass player, Sean Goodwin, who's actually Matt Goodwin, uh, his brother, um, He's playing bass for us, but he's also um, the coach for the U.S. women's ski team. And, uh, yeah, he's an excellent skier. <clears throat> so he also owns a filming company. And uh, we got invited to play at the U.S. I can't remember what it was. It was like an S game. It was like X games for college students. It was crazy. And um, awesome. so we had, to, we had to drive to Maine and play a show at the bottom of this ski slope and it had to have been negative 30 degrees outside. It was absolutely freezing. We're playing this show. This was our first show ever as a band out in the snow. I had taken the wool like insoles out of my boots because I can't play the drums with shoes at all. I have to play in socks so I can really feel my pedals. Mm-hmm. I had to pull out the wall like insoles to, to like my hunting boots, put them on my feet and duct tape them around my feet, around my feet, just to keep my feet warm. They had little space heaters. Sean was so close to the space heater. He melted <laughs> his melted his like ski pants. And like, you know, he had like spider co or, you know, like really, really expensive like ski gear. Melted his ski pants. It was either him or him or guitar player Matt. Can't remember, but um, yeah, man, I, mi- I miss that band a lot. I miss those guys. Uh, Nathan Merrill was the lead singer. Uh, Scott Topol was the other guitar player. Matt Goodwin was the uh, key player and guitar player. Um, we had uh, we had a lot of fun, man. We did some some fun things. We went to Scotland, went to England, went to Ireland. <clears throat> we did a bunch of cool stuff as a band. And, um, yeah, we were, we were, we were very tight. We were very tight. Uh, we had great chemistry and, um, unfortunately, you know, sometimes not all projects work out and, uh, unfortunately this one didn't, but, uh, we're still all good friends. We still, still talk. Um, I just started recording, started filming drum videos and, uh, Matt is like a guru wizard at, mixing and engineering um he works down at uh black dog recording studios in the city so i got him to come up and he got my levels all mic'd up my drum set mic sounding like perfect the way i wanted them and trying to because i don't i'm i'm not tech savvy at all like you gotta come help me with this so yeah he came out and he he helped me get all that stuff set up so we're we're still good friends and we still all stay in touch as much as we possibly can but uh yeah, if you guys, if anybody's interested in listening to that music, it's Axis Armada, um, and it's up on Spotify. It's on Apple Music, SoundCloud. It's on basically any, any. It's on YouTube, any sort of music streaming uh, platform. It's it's up there. So the whole album's on it. You guys can listen to it. 
That's awesome. Yeah, and Matt is a a guru <laughs> when it comes to sound and everything music. Hey, were you telling oh, yeah. me the other day with the the movement now? Yeah, yeah. So he's playing with the movement full time. So he was a nationally touring reggae band. Yeah. So he was for the longest time. He was with uh, John Brown's Body, um, and they're an excellent, excellent reggae band. And so he was the key player for them for for a while. And uh, I think he did uh, Mosaic Foundation and uh, a couple other projects. And and he just recently got picked up by the movement, and he's. He's crushing it. If, if, if anybody that's listening right now doesn't know or hasn't heard of the movement and you're a reggae fan, um, check them out. Uh, their music is, my favorite song is a song called uh, Fair Warning. Um, it's, it's epic. It's epic. Yeah, they're, they're great. He's playing keys. He's playing guitar with them as well. He hops up. But they're playing, uh, you know, they're playing uh, Red Rocks and you know they're they're playing massive like, massive shows cali roots right or red rocks oh all, yeah all, all over big stages yeah 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 was, uh they were opening up they were on a tour with revolution and they've played with stick figure and like you know the the movement is definitely uh one of the top like westernized reggae bands i mean they're 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 incredible their music is just so good and i i love hip-hop too i love all music but I love hip hop too. And they have a really cool way of like introducing like the best of both of them into their music. And it's, it's really, really great stuff. Uh, they were supposed to play an anthology this month. Um, well, actually next month, October, but we're basically in October. Um, but they were supposed to play an anthology. And you know, unfortunately with COVID, it's like, man, musicians really got the short end of the stick. Us and like comedians, man, the comedian, you know, no, no one can do any stand up. <clears throat> I haven't played a show um, since last year. I mean, we canceled all of our shows um, uh, with Guy Smiley, uh, the band I'm in now, a Rochester cover band, Guy Smiley. Um, <clears throat> you know, we typically, once the weather breaks, I mean, we play every single month and, you know, all the way until the end of the year, or, we're usually rocking and rolling but um yeah it, it sucks not being able to get up on stage man i'm 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 getting the getting the itch to get back up on stage and just yeah just play man it's uh <clears throat> yeah it's unfortunate i i can't imagine any new artists um you know there's got to be some new up and coming artists that you know, maybe in January had just signed uh, a, a, mm. a record deal to get on their first like nationwide tour or, or even like a, a short East Coast tour or West Coast tour or whatever, <clears throat> you know, two, three months of getting on the road, you know, with a band that you've been grinding with for, you know, two years, five years, 10 years. And now you got a break and you're all excited and you're like, you know, I'm able to, you know, my dreams finally coming true. And then bam, COVID hits, everything's shut down. And it's like, uh, you're gonna have to go hang out at home for yeah. un until whenever, like we don't, I don't, we don't even know when that, you know, they're going to start opening up full concerts and, and full shows again, man. You know, it's, it sucks. It totally you can, sucks. You can drop the record, but there's no guarantee you can go on a big tour. Um, I do have new information that, you know, needs to be fact-checked and looked into. But 
just read a news article about an hour ago saying that ultimately the state deemed uh, the 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 preventing of live music you know the whole incidental music spiel we're going through now where you can have live music but it can't be a ticketed show it can be a restaurant with music over in the corner but for some reason it can't be a five dollar concert with the same social distancing standards total craziness i I read an article that they deem that non-constitutional and that's done for um, so I want to look more into it. I yeah. read it like right before we hopped on, but to my understanding, they're going to open, um, I don't know if venues can get open. I don't know the, the exact rules, but they're deeming it unconstitutional just to completely get rid of live music and have the incidental music situation in the band. Um, yeah. so my inclination is it's going to be a, a restaurant kind of setting. It's going to be a sit-down, maybe bar kind of setting with the typical standards for social distancing. But it kind of sounds like we might be able to see some live music. I'd love – I mean, you look at movie theaters. You look at stadiums. I can't see any reason why they can't just space people out. Um, the downside there is that it's getting cold out, so – an outdoor stadium it's tough in this area yeah what are your thoughts on that i mean it sounds like it at least sounds like they're going to start giving opportunities for music to start back up again a lot of uncertainty going into the winter but um yeah man that's just my good news i wish i i wish i had the full report but yeah i'll have to look into that i think it's for a lot of people like so people that are full-time musicians you know like this is their job this is this is their job this is how they eat this is how they put food on the table and uh you know there's a lot of people that you know they're they got pulled out of work and they can't go to work and and you know all that stuff but um you know playing shows is therapeutic for a lot of people too you know people that may not be in a band or people that may not know how to play an instrument but they love music and i mean it, with guy smiley i mean we have a ton of people that are there every single show they come out to every show and uh they also support a lot of the other local cover bands in rochester and um you know that's how they get their their time out on their weekends you know you're, and if you are back to work it's like everybody's on the grind you know everybody's everybody's working everybody's grinding all week long trying to make ends meet and, you know, people want to get out on the weekends and they want to see a band play, you know, or they want to go down to the, to comedy at the Carlson downtown market. Market is a great friend of mine, uh, the owner of comedy at the Carlson. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it just sucks to see that, you know, it's hard for him to get comedians into because that's his livelihood. You know, people need to laugh, you know, people need to have an outlet, you know, and laughing is the best way for that. And so is music. So, um, I don't know, man. I'm 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 at a point where I'm like, open it back up, open it all up. Like, let's see what happens. Man. Let's 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 poke at the hornet's nest. Let's see what happens. But um, that's also me just wanting to get back on stage and play in front of a bunch of people mm-hmm. too. So, um, a lot, yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people could talk about 
what's right and wrong or have a, a political debate over should things be open, should they not, what's the mask rules, what's the distance rules. I don't think anyone can debate that music, comedy, that shit's therapy. I mean, you look at it all is. the essential workers that yeah. worked full time through this whole entire thing. And their weekend therapies, music, their weekend yeah. therapies, comedy, yeah. um, really did shake things up. I mean, what have you been doing lately f to to keep your sanity? You know, you can't be out playing live shows. Is there, you know, stuff you've been listening to, things you've been playing, or ultimately other hobbies and shit you've been getting into? to you know still enjoy the summer we had a beautiful summer there's just no live music in it you know yeah uh call of duty for sure <laughs> has become yeah. like my best friend uh you know i mean i got a bunch of group of guys that i play with and we're just mobbing online every single night so that's definitely been one thing that i've been focusing all uh a lot of my free time on um but uh yeah, like as of late, man, I, I've been shooting my bow like crazy. Um, you know, we were, me and you were talking yesterday, open, uh, opening day is tomorrow for bow season. So I've just been getting my reps in every single day and, and, and I've found a, a real new love for, for archery, just aside from the hunting thing, but um, just really getting into just shooting a bow and, you know, it, it's a discipline and it's, you know, you got to focus and you kind of, you know, you don't think about anything else when you're on it, but been doing a lot of that, man. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, shooting guns, riding Harleys, whatever, whatever makes me, uh, feel high speed, I guess I, I, I enjoy doing. So yeah, I've been staying busy with that and just work lots of work, you know, working seven days a week if I can, you know? So yeah, I'm curious when you're shooting the bow, what when you're practicing what are you aiming at do you got a target yeah so i have a 3d target i have two targets i got like a it's like a cube a styrofoam cube and then i have a 3d target which is like the size of a deer and um you know you're just making sure that you're consistent on shooting a good shot and that you know when i get out in the woods everything's ethical and perfect so you know, that's, uh, so that's what I, that's what I've been practicing on and aim small, miss small, man. I've been trying to take my, take my groupings and just get them, get them down to a small amount where I'm just hitting the same arrow every single time, you know? Yeah. And, that, and that's a lot of focus, man. It's a lot of focus. It's a lot of just honing in and your breathing. And it's like a form of, uh, I don't know, man. It's like a form of meditation, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's great. I, I've been, I've been enjoying it. I've been really, really getting into it. <clears throat> yeah. Anytime, you know, you see a pitcher in baseball or you just, even if you see a, a drunk guy, who's the best dart player you've seen in your life, they have that level of focus and balance yeah. and consistency that you don't learn that overnight. That, that no. definitely takes repetition and, and a little bit of meditation to, to pull that off. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. I've been trying to get like an hour to an hour and a half in like every day for the past couple of weeks. And, you know, as long as, as long as I get something in, as long as I get something in for the day where I'm 
you know, just getting it, getting my reps in, man, just getting my reps in, you know, <clears throat> practice makes perfect. That goes with anything, you know, you gotta, you gotta practice to get better at, at anything. I don't care what it is. If it's writing or playing music or uh, shooting a bow or drawing or, you know, changing the brakes on a, on a car, you know, it's rep, everything's repetition and practice, you know, you gotta uh, stay, stay consistent with everything and stay diligent, you know? So, um, but yeah, man. That's great. That's great. I'm curious, uh, let's say you're hunting and, uh, are you up in the trees? Yeah. Uh, I just want to let you know, you lost your green screen. Did I? Yeah. It looks like I did. <laughs> uh, but, uh, the yeah, it's a total mess. Dude. <laughs> dude. It's funny that the first time I use the green screen, it just disappears on me. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know it happened. That's cool, though. It's all good. Uh, a little bit of wind came by, and I think there's these these windows aren't, you know, insulated good enough, so the screen actually just flicked right off the hook. Oh, no. I'm sure, I wonder if someone actually saw the moment where it just slid across the screen to the other side. So. It happened pretty quickly. <laughs> I didn't even notice. Um, so you're up in the trees and shit? Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm up on a ladder stand. or I just I just got a climber the other day. So, like, <clears throat> the ladder stands are, uh, you know, you secure them to a tree. And the climbers are, you know, I could, I could scale 50 foot up into a tree if I wanted to. They're, they're mobile. I just put it on my back and go up and I'll just climb up to the top of a tree and just sit for hours <laughs> all day. I'll be out at like six o'clock in the morning tomorrow. Now, my question is, let's say you take a shot. Do you have to fetch it later? Or is it like you, you shoot, you, you shoot the arrow, then you fetch after it. Uh, yeah. I mean, when you shoot it, when you shoot a deer, you would hope that, you've you've been practicing enough that you're confident in your shot mm. that it's not going to run very far um you know and then you got to track it but you'd wait like a half hour you know and then uh get out of your tree stand and then track it you know look for the blood trail see how far it went you know it's uh it's it's a lot of work it, it's it's a lot of work to be out in the woods and to hunt you know, and there's big debates over that, man. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that don't like hunting, but it's necessary. You know, it's totally necessary. I mean, if, if we didn't have hunters, I mean, people would be dying every day from just hitting deer in their cars. It would be, it would be ridiculous. It'd be absolutely ridiculous. And it's the best possible protein you can have. So if you eat steak or you eat hamburgers, you can't be against eating deer meat <laughs> do, do you do you like slice and cook your own deer meat? <clears throat> oh yeah. yeah yep yeah absolutely man yeah i uh have you ever heard of steve ranella before i don't think so so steve ranella is like big time hunter he's got this show that i absolutely love on netflix called meat eater mm -hmm. and uh he goes out on these huge huge hunts and um He's also like a chef, like a legit chef. So he'll go out and he'll shoot a massive elk with a bow. And uh, then it's like next scene, he's in his kitchen showing you how to make like some gourmet, <laughs> like 
elk steak dish, <clears throat> you know? So there's, I, I love it, man. I love everything about hunting. I love everything about, about the food of it. It's, it's the most like, like what Ted Nugent says, man, is rocket fueled protein. You can't get anything better than that. doesn't get more, organ- more organic than that either, you know? So yeah, I'm pumped, man. 6am in the woods tomorrow. I, I will tell you, I've, I've fried up crickets a couple of times and it doesn't get, done more, that. doesn't get more organic than crickets. They, they are just so <laughs> dense and meaty and it's literally like per gram. It's like 10 times the protein level as a steak, just in those mm-hmm. tiny little critters that are popping around everywhere. So how, how was that? And how'd you do it? You buttered them up, butter them up well, with a little flour, throw them to- in a pan. To be honest, we had we had some burgers and veggies and stuff, and then we used all the grease and the flavor from the pan. Um, so I haven't had them raw per se or as is. Mm-hmm. They they basically they tasted like meat at the end of the day because it had all that juice and butter from the burgers. But so crickets are solid; they're not bad. Yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there because he said I don't know if there's anything more organic than you know, deer. And I'm like, I, I think crickets might be. Crickets might be more organic. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty organic, man. Yeah. I'll have to throw that on the, uh, on the bucket list of food to try from crickets. You, you catch them all, you catch, you catch them yourselves. You, you know, you drain them out, give them a, a quick death by draining them out and you just cook them up. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm open for anything, dude. I'll eat anything. I'm not, uh, I'm not picky when it comes to food. I'll try anything except beets. I don't eat beets. No. I don't like. I don't like beets at all. Anything. Anything about beets, I'm not eating it. <clears throat> You're allowed to not like things. And, and for anybody who is vegetarian, vegan, I totally think that's honorable as well because you look at the way a lot of meat is prepared or a lot of vegetables are treated or these animals that make dairy products and how they're treated they're treated like total shit Mm -hmm. in a scenario like yours where you're hunting yourself i think that's a a little more of a gray area versus the people that won't eat meat at all but yeah Honestly, like if you hate beets, you hate beets. If you don't eat meat, you don't eat meat. You know, yeah. we're all people and we, we have the right to kind of make that decision. Oh I yeah, absolutely. I've never, I've never really been hunting, but I'm mm-hmm. not opposed to it. I, I think it would be fun to try. It's great, man. And it's not even, uh, you know, the best part about hunting is being in the woods. I've, I've seen, I've seen the coolest stuff being out in the woods um, you know, I, last year I saw probably, I don't know, 20 different deer and I was able to watch them just move in their natural state. And I just sit there and watch. I had two deer go right underneath my tree stand last year. I was looking right down on top of them and, uh, I watched them for probably 35 minutes. It was just, it's just an awesome thing to see. You know, you see foxes, you see coyotes, you see everything, man. You get out early in the morning in November and all the frost on the ground is melting off when the sun comes up over the trees in the morning. That's, that's what it's all about. And it's, it's beautiful. Nature's nature's beautiful in itself, man. So, yeah. Yeah. It never seeks to amaze. Yeah, for sure, dude. You, uh, you want to fix that curtain? You know, what happened is the hook 
that it's hanging up on my ceiling here. It fell. Yeah, it ripped right from the hook. So no, no. I I'm happy this happened. I think it's funny. Um, some people listen to this as an audio podcast. I credit anybody who's listening live right now or anybody who wants to go to Rochester Groovecast and listen to the recap. Obviously, all the live people are here. I kind of want to watch that video and see what happened because it just, I didn't even notice it was gone until you mentioned something. And yeah, the the hook, it literally just came right out of the hook. It's just one of those shitty command strips attached to the top of the ceiling here. Yeah. And uh, I guess it couldn't handle the weight and durability of this magical two-day-old green screen. You got to get some two-and-a-half-inch drywall screws in the ceiling, man. You have to show me how it's done. Can you oh, look, at, look at that. Look at that. <laughs> That's great. That's um, great. You want to put some, some freaking screws up in my room here? Yeah, it's a hundred bucks for me to leave my driveway though. Okay. <laughs> but uh yeah, man. Um so I wanted to ask you, what kind of music are you into? Um everything, man. It it really it really has to do with the time in my life and even some years you could segment like the start of this year I was into something and the, the end of this year <clears throat> I was into something else, but to keep it real simple, I got into like progressive rock, like heavy metal, metalcore, like up in like angsty, complicated stuff right when I was in like high school. Yeah, I love it. Dug on that. And I think at some point, just my angstiness mellowed out a little bit. I chilled out a little bit. I kind of wanted to relax and enjoy myself and jam. And then I got more into like the the reggae music and I got more into blues and rock and roll and I got uh, real into just like the adult alternative stuff and just chilling like on the beach relaxing music and it switches all the time. Nowadays, I listen to a lot of jam bands simply because I find a lot of them blend the two. You know, there's bands like Umfreeze McGee or or Rush, which uh, we're going to show a video of you playing. Yeah, Um, cool. There's bands like that that have like the progressive rock element, but then they have the jamming and the free form and the the stuff that I listen to now. So it's a blend of everything, and it's really hard to to pinpoint. I'm trying to give a super far bird's eye view because I don't want to talk all day. Oh, no, it's... You go back, you go back 10 years, I might be listening to Coheed and Cambria. You listen to go back five years, I might be listening to the Grateful Dead. And then even nowadays, I'll listen to like Joyner Lucas and Eminem and different rappers. So it's all over the place, man. I I just love music. Yeah. Do you got any like favorite musicians from your childhood? And then maybe like someone who's a favorite nowadays? Oh man, that's such a hard question. Um, I would say, I guess I'll just answer that. Like, I guess the way I want, I would just say my favorite artist of all time would probably be Elton John. 
I think Elton John is probably one of the best composers because he didn't write the lyrics, but I think he's, I mean, he, his music is just so incredible. Um, I love Elton John, man. Uh, I seen him live. That guy's like 70 something years old. He played for three and a half hours straight without taking a break. And he's just jamming. Um, but you know, when I was a kid, I've always been a metalhead, so I've always listened to metal. Um, but definitely Rush. I would say say Rush for sure. I mean, when I first started playing drums, it was just constant Rush, always Rush. Um, and now I've been listening to a lot of Logic lately. Have you ever heard of Logic before? Yeah. Him and Joyner Lucas kind of hang in the same circle. They've been on each other's tracks. Yeah, yeah. He did the uh, Joyner. Joyner Lucas just came out with that, uh, that ADHD album. Yeah. And uh, that that one song Isis that Logic is on is yeah. ridiculous. I think yeah. Logic totally blew him out of the water on that song. But really, um, really, yeah, I do. I think I think Logic just totally took over that song. He's he's a stud, man. He's he's really really good at what he does, man. He's he's great. Um, there's some people who think otherwise, like Joe Budden thinks otherwise. I've seen podcasts with Joe Budden on it. He's like, who even listens to Logic? But uh logic is logic is i've been listening to a lot of his music lately and then as far as metal goes i bought a lorna shore album have you ever heard of them you know it rings it rings a bell but... they had an album that came out earlier this year and it still hasn't left my cd player in my car so it's it's an epic album um you should check it out if you still listen to metal at all the Lorna Shore album, uh, Immortal, is just absolutely, it's the most brutal thing I've ever heard. How do you spell Lorna? L-O-R-N-A. That's kind of what I was thinking. You still got a CD player in your car, man? Dude, I got a <laughs> 2005 Volvo S60 five-cylinder turbo. So it's uh it's it's pretty badass little whip, man. <laughs> I got heated leather seats, so I'm happy. But yeah. I swear to God, I feel like I'm the only person that still uh, buys albums. I still buy CDs. Like I'll go down to Record Archive. I bought, I got, I had that CD ordered through Record Archive. If I'm really excited about an album, I'll buy a CD. I still do, all the time, man. Um, I'll never grow out of that. It's interesting how. Uh, you know, records like the vinyls are starting to come back. I wonder if CDs will ever like make a total comeback where it'll be cool again to have CDs. You know, it's mm-hmm. like everything's everything is Bluetooth now. Cars don't even come with a CD player now. It's unfortunate because I, lo- I mean, there's old CDs that I had made when I was like 14, you know, and you'd have to download everything off LimeWire and burn your CD. Mm-hmm. You know, I still got some of those old CDs that I would love to just plug in and listen to, man. It's like a, it's like a flashback, you know, you get to, I get to listen to those CDs I made when I was in middle school. It's like, damn, I remember this song. I used to love this tune, you know, but um, yeah, man, that Lorna Shore album is pretty epic. And I've been listening to a lot of Black Dahlia Murder a lot lately too. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of them? Yeah. I, I was listening to them like five ten years ago so i haven't yeah. listened to any of the new stuff and- yeah they just dropped a new album uh a little bit earlier this year as well 
but uh i've just had that nightbringers album on repeat too mm -hmm. they're the one thing about metal that i love so much <clears throat> is uh there's like no real limit to how good you could play in like metal it's like how much can i shred in the shortest amount of time like how can i play to the most of my capabilities in like three minutes you know you got bands like black dahlia murder <clears throat> where the guitar players are just screaming the whole time on their guitars the drummer is like it's like a machine gun in the background just brrr, you know it's just absolutely ridiculous but that's the one thing i love about metal you know it's just a it's a total uh shred fest all the time all the time unless you're listening to like uh ghost or something like that then it's probably not or five finger death punch i don't really listen to those guys i mean but, there's uh, there's there's doom metal that's low, yeah yeah psychedelic <clears throat> yeah the doom metal stuff there's, yeah there's all sure. kinds of stuff man but i'm with you when it comes to like death metal death core metal core prog metal yeah any of those kind of bands man that that's why i liked it when i was younger because i couldn't understand what they were doing and i would watch them and they'd just be like an element of just looking at them as idols the way they would just do oh yeah the tapping and the upside down and the slapping and the multiple yep. strings and all the lights it's just the production and the music is something that it's a it's a labor it's a life it's a lifelong process to get that good at your instrument now me and you are basically the same age so uh do you remember when august burns red dropped the messengers album is which album's that is that like their huge one yeah the one where it had the candle melting in their hand <clears throat> the messengers that was the one that had like composure and back burner up against the ropes like all those songs um i swear to god i feel like they totally changed the game as far as like the metal scene goes um because they were doing those ridiculous just like off time like weird pattern breakdowns that you know it's like as you're listening you can barely follow along to what they're doing because it's always switching time signatures and doing some some craziness while they have a lead going over the top, you know, um, that album is that album really took me to another level as far as, you know, my, how much I started to really, really like metal. Cause I was always listening to like, uh, you know, when I was younger, I was listening to like Mudvayne and Slipknot and, you know, mm -hmm. Static X. But, uh, <clears throat> when I heard the messengers album, um, yeah, that was, it was totally something different. They changed the game. They totally changed the game for everybody, in my opinion. Um, same with like Born of Osiris, like when Born of Osiris came out and they were doing crazy stuff. Um, but the prog metal dudes, man, like uh, Animals as Leaders, like Tosin Obasi, um, that stuff is just ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. It just doesn't even make sense. Um, I had a chance to see Tosin Abasi play uh, a couple of years ago at that Generation X um, with Zach Wild, Steve Vai, and Ingve Ingve Melstein. That was a crazy show. But Tosin Abasi was playing like a nine-string guitar, dude. Like his, I don't even know what his lowest string was even tuned to. It was like the earth was shaking when he would hit that. It was so heavy, but. 
the prog metal scene stuff is 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 really really crazy that's it's it's great i love the prog metal man. It, it's cool i i want to give a shout out um marco serigliano the italian drummer he's been on the podcast but the reason he comes to mind is he's been taking videos like solo videos of these kind of prog crazy musicians mm-hmm. um, and adding drum lines to their solo part. And I just wanted to shout him out. Uh, yeah, that's sick. Um, he, he did the, he did animals as leaders. He's doing musicians I've never heard of in the prog scene that he's introducing them to me just in the fact that dude, the, with the tapping and like, 12 strings and all hand all literally yeah. all 10 fingers on yeah. the back at once they're freaks man they're, fr- <laughs> they're freaks they're total freaks i don't even know how they do what they do it's it, those, those guitar players you, all of them the bass players the guitar players the drummers anybody that's in that prog metal scene they they're a different kind of uh they're a different breed man they can just it's like i, I just their head has got to be a calculator man because it's all math you know, but it's all those time signatures. It's all that stuff is math, you know, be able to pull that stuff off, especially on a drum set when you're using all of your extremities, you know, you're using both your hands and your legs, you know what I mean? Your double bass doing a weird pattern on your China symbol. And it's, it's, it's great, man. That, that stuff uh, is always going to have a special place in my heart. Um, the metal stuff, the prog stuff always have a special place in my heart for sure. I'll, I'll be, I'm going to be that 80 year old dude in the nursing home. That's like, play some cannibal corpse, you know, let's play some death metal or something like that. But yeah, I love that stuff, man. Uh, Oh man. I'm just imagining like tattoos all up your arm, tattoo on the neck, like just freaking head banging in the middle of the nursing home not that you need tattoos or piercings to head bang but oh i i want them i always love i always love those old guys no hair wrinkly as hell and honestly they're more badass than i'll ever be like (laughs) hats off to them hats off to them i love seeing older guys at metal shows man yeah man seeing older guys at metal shows is, is is great yeah i would love to get all sleeved up i really don't have I got one tattoo of the woods. Mm. That's a dope tattoo. And then I got the Gatson flag up here. Love that one. But uh, <clears throat> I would love to have sleeves someday. I had my eyebrow pierced for a little while, but I took it out. Cool, man. Cool. I can get all pierced up. Not to not to 180, because I know we're talking about freaking heavy, heavy metal. Mm-hmm. I want to play this track you sent over to me. Let's let's talk a little bit about Keys and Co. and talk a little bit about this song. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, so I'm working with this new artist, uh, Greg Keys. Um, he's a Rochester native, and uh, but now he lives down in South Carolina, and um, he's been really making a great name for himself, and he is an excellent excellent songwriter excellent singer um killer killer piano player and um he uh he asked me if i wanted to be on his next album and uh you know start doing music with him um one of my very close friends uh blake irvin um who i've been playing music with for a couple years now who is also he is a ridiculous guitar player um 
if you check out his Instagram page, um, it's just Blake Irvin. Um, but he's got videos of him playing guitar and uh, like drag racing snowmobiles and stuff like that up in the Adirondacks. But he's a ridiculous guitar player. And he was in a band with Greg years ago called City on Down. <clears throat> and uh, Blake ended up moving back to Rochester. I saw Blake, some of his videos on Facebook or Instagram, and I don't know how. Um, I just reached out to him and was like, you're, you're killer, man. You want to start a band? So we ended up starting a band called Lehigh Station, um, which didn't didn't last very long. That band broke up, but me and Blake st still played music together afterwards. And uh, yeah, he uh, he had reached out and said, "Yo, Greg, uh, Greg wants a needs a drummer, and you know I'm going to be doing a solo on this new tune and uh, the song that you know you're about to play. Uh, Blake is actually playing all the guitar on this. I'm not recorded on this song." Um, I'm going to be doing all the stuff that's not released yet um, on Greg's next album, but you can follow uh, all of Greg's stuff at Keys and Keys and Co. Uh, music on Instagram. Um, and he's crushing it, man. Greg is crushing it. And he's just such a such a great guy. Um, and, and like I said, just an excellent performer, excellent songwriter. And uh, it's definitely different than what I normally play which is like hard rock or metal or you know the axis armada stuff is more like indie rock <clears throat> but um i'm a big pop rock fan too i love one republic i love maroon five um you know like the, the the lead singer for one republic is just an absolute musical genius he literally writes music for like 80 percent of the biggest singers that are on the radio he probably wrote the song he writes songs for everybody everybody uh the lead singer one republic so i love pop music and this is more of a pop pop rock vibe and um yeah so if you want to play it man go ahead and and let it rip yeah let's let it rip uh keys and co why can't it be you Wondering if this nightmare will ever end Been three hours since I cry for help Two more hours since the wall caved in I'm falling through the floor right now Can't believe this is all coming to an end Time knowing you don't know how I felt Terrible lies my mind pretends It's all coming back, I see it Heart in the tents, but it's beating And after all that I'm feeling That you might see it too Taking all my time to If you still want me to Chasing down the wall Suddenly I'm dreaming Dreaming about it all I need is you Taking up my time Time is spent just feeding Feeding about it all I need is you Oh, all I need is you Still here for you Still here for you The 
dress comes off, but I pretend it's you. Why can't it be you? Chasing down the wall, suddenly I'm dreaming, dreaming about it. to the Rochester Groovecast podcast. Head over to Facebook, like Rochester Groovecast, and mark our page as C First to keep in touch with everything new. Now, back to the show. That was actually a ton of fun. You're still m- muted, brother. I-, I like the kind of the indie oh, pop my vibe. Bad. It's got the killer guitar solo in it. No issues with that at all, man. I, I like pop music, especially when it has that kind of uh, twist to it. You know, it's not just Britney Spears pop. That's yeah, right. Some, that's some fun dancing shit right there. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, it's I'm really, really excited uh, to be working with Greg and working with Blake. And um, I, uh, this new album that's that's going to be uh, recorded and and released. Um, is is going to be ridiculous um the the stuff that is getting sent to me um you know to to record drums on is is just killer stuff man um i think everybody's going to be very very happy with the music that's coming out and like i said man greg is greg is phenomenal and blake is just i mean he's one of my best friends man he is a ridiculous guitar player ridiculous i mean as, as you you heard i mean he, he yeah. just ripped that solo on a pop <laughs> tune you know yeah. what i mean so um <clears throat> but yeah i'm super stoked to be to be working with these guys man um you know when i was with axis and axis had broke up um you know i've always my dream is to play you know with a with a band that's signed by a major label and tour the world you know that's every musician's dream. I don't, I, I don't know many musicians that don't want to live that dream, mm-hmm. you know, to walk up and play Madison square garden in front of 80,000 people or however many it, it holds, you know, or playing a massive festival, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, to just be able to do what you love is so important. So after access had broke up, um, you know, I was like, I, I can't, I can't stop. I'm too young to just give up. So, you know, I've tried and I've, I've tried and tried and, uh, 
I feel very, very good about this project. I feel really good about this project and this music. And it's, you know, Greg writes super marketable music too. I mean, that song, that's radio play music all day long, mm-hmm. all day long. That could be on every radio station across the world. Um, and it would be super sweet if uh, that happens. <laughs> I'm hoping it does. But so let's, um, say, let's say you play Madison Square Garden. Are you guys headlining? Are you opening? And who are you playing with? On oh, a perfect scenario? Yeah. In a perfect world. Are we headlining? Are we opening? And who are we playing, playing with? Well, the p- perfect scenario would be we're the headliner. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, there's not one unsold ticket. And the place is packed, and uh, it would be dope to put, <clears throat> it would be dope to play with like Maroon Five or One Republic or, you know, um, I I love Post Malone. Um, it would be cool, but totally different vibe. But I would love to play with Post Malone on stage with Post Malone. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I I think it would be sick. Even if we could open up for Maroon Five, I'd be happy with that too. But it's someday. Um, yeah, man. We're for sure going to be on a major label someday. You know, Ooh, that's, that's that's the plan. That'd be fun. I mean, I know Post Malone came <laughs> out with a bunch of Nirvana covers, and he's a he's a rocker at heart. So that'd be a cool bill to see Post Malone, and then see some, you know, some rock and roll with it as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Absolutely. Yeah, I I think Post Malone is uh, <clears throat> he's absolutely brilliant, man. Cause his music, he, he kind of just does what he wants. Like his music is like, he just does be the, he writes the kind of music that he wants to write. Um, you know, there's obviously some of the more commercial tunes that have, you know, they gotta be on radio play, but you know, his B side stuff on his albums are, uh, are awesome. And my, my girlfriend actually uh, is the one that turned me on to post Malone. And when I first heard him, I was like, man, I don't want to listen to none of this because I'm such an old head. Like, I still, if I'm in my car, I'm listening to like Wu Tang. If it comes to like rap or hip hop, I'm listening to Wu Tang and Sign and Method Man. Like, I'm I'm just listening to the old school stuff. I just love old school, even up to like you know 50 and the old M and you know all that. Um, and the new stuff, I can't. I just can't get with this new style of rap, it's really, really hard. Um, I feel like a lot of rappers have lost like the, the craft of like hip hop and the lyricism part of it. It's just a bunch of bullshit nowadays, in my opinion, but post Malone, I heard him and I'm like, all right. I was like, this is, this is legit. It's he's like, just kind of saying what he wants, you know? Um, are we allowed to curse on here? Yeah. I've swore a few times. I don't know what the the Facebook terms of services are, but part of what I like about having my own podcast is I don't swear swear all the time, but if I want to say shit, I'll say shit. (laughs) Well, he said, I was going to say, because one of my favorite lines by Post Malone, man, is off his uh, uh, Beer Bong and Bentley album. Uh, The song is called, I think it's called Over Now, but he says... uh, I'm I'm gonna pull up with I'm gonna pull up in a Bentley with a fucking hundred thousand in my pocket. I'm like, yeah, dude. It's exactly how I feel. That's exactly what I want to do. I would love to pull up in a Bentley with a fucking hundred thousand in my pocket. 
you know, I, I love the way he just, he's, he just says real stuff, man. Like that mean what, you know, to him, what he wants to talk about. And, uh, so yeah, Post Malone is, Post Malone is, is epic, man. But, um, yeah. So, I mean, if, uh, going back to the Greg Keys thing, man, with Keys and Co, um, his music is up on Spotify too. If you just type in Greg Keys on Spotify, you can listen to his stuff. Um, yeah. Excellent. Excellent music, man. It's excellent music. That's great, man. That's great. You, you obviously like diverse music. You've been playing in bands that are all, all across the board from cover band to, you know, indie rock and roll, a little different to more pop music. You listen into the metal, listen yeah. to the old school rap, listening to logic. You're all yeah. across the board, man. What, what got you started? Um, did you have influences at a real young age that kind of built the musical gene inside you? Because totally. realistically, some people don't even like music at all. I, I feel weird making that statement because I, I believe everybody at least likes a little bit of music, even if it's just a, in the background of their video game. But yeah. you seem one of those guys that has it you know, running through your blood. Mm-hmm. Was that something that always existed or yep. did you kind of develop that trait? <clears throat> Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So my dad uh, was a drummer um, back in the eighties. He was in an original band called craze and uh, they, they, you know, they were like headlining the penny when the penny was still open. And uh, he, uh, they recorded an album um, at the same studio that Metallica recorded their album. in. Um, so I'm pretty sure the same engineer worked on it too, but uh you know, they were, uh, the music was great. <clears throat> they were kind of ahead of their time, in my opinion. Um, you know, it was like a hair, it was a hair metal stuff. And, uh, you know, um, when I was a kid, man, I mean, my dad would wake me up in the morning on like a Saturday at like 7.30, 8 a.m. blasting deep purple, uh, like as loud as his speakers could go. Um playing highway star by deep purple all the time and uh you know i'm glad that i had my dad uh in the aspect of showing me um you know the roots of like rock and roll you know um on a lot of things and when he was pushing me into listening to like you know the old sabbath stuff and uh zeppelin and uh you know van halen and all that stuff boston boston's excellent and rush of course obviously rush they're still one of my all-time favorites um and then my mom is uh you know fleetwood mac huge fleetwood mac she's actually the one that got me in elton john when i was a kid uh you know my mom would be cleaning the house or whatever and elton john would be playing in the background and i don't think there's an elton john song that i don't know to be honest because it was just like all the time was elton john um so I kind of had the best of both, both worlds. You know, I had like the metal side and I had like the softer side um, of stuff. And I've always navigated music, um, you know, myself. I mean, I, I mean, I listen to a lot of country too. And, uh, you know, I mean, it, I'm always looking for something new too. I'm always looking for new music because I, I burn, burn through music way too quickly. I'll find a new song and I'll play it 60 times a day for like three days and then I'm sick of it. So 
uh, I'm always looking for new music as well. But yeah, man, with my dad being a drummer and, you know, kind of showing me the ropes and drumming and I took it, you know, then my parents put me into lessons and I ended up studying with Ruth Kahn, who's the percussive arts uh, professor at um, the Eastman School of Music and working with her was uh, was amazing. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I you know, I, I got it running through my blood for sure with my dad, you know, being a being a being a drummer. He doesn't really play anymore, um, which is unfortunate. But uh, I kind of took his drum set as well because it was really, really nice. And I was like, man, you ain't playing that. Let me get that. Nice. Thing. Yeah. Nice. So I, I took his drum set and uh, actually it a, it's a classic. Yeah. The Yamaha, man. I've always played Yamaha's. Uh, Yamaha makes good everything, dude. Good, good motorcycles, good snowmobiles, good instruments, good whatever. Like Yamaha's got it figured out. Good dark dirt bikes. My first dirt bike was a Yamaha. My bass is a Yamaha. My <laughs> drum set's a Yamaha. So, and my snowmobile that I buy someday will probably be a Yamaha. But um, yeah, why, man. Why aren't you sponsored, brother? Dude, um, you know what? Um, there have I tried to get. Uh, have you ever heard of Soul Tone? symbols yes they've been pushing yeah. real hard it's a new symbol company and they're looking to endorse them on instagram and stuff I've yeah seen, like drummers on instagram playing them yeah i've been trying to get a hold of soul, soul tone and then uh i was working through some stuff with a company called collision drumsticks and um they're based out of the uk and uh i don't know it was weird they were like yeah we're gonna endorse you and we're gonna we're, you know, we're, we're going to get you these sticks. And, uh, I was talking back and forth with the AR rep there and, um, he's like, yeah, but so you got to buy a bunch of sticks and then let us know if you like them. And then, uh, we'll, we'll endorse you. And I'm like, wait a minute, if you're going to endorse me, just give me the sticks. <laughs> I'm going to buy $50 worth of sticks and then let you know if I like them and then I'll get an artist discount or something. But I mean, it would be nice to get endorsed, man. Cause if I, if I got endorsed, I would need to get endorsed by sticks, a stick company, because I shred through sticks. Um, I break probably three or four sticks every time I play at rehearsal. There's nothing but like wood chips all around my drum set. Like you, everywhere. You play hard. I do, man. Uh, Blake, the one I was telling you about, my buddy Blake Irvin, um, bought me a pair of carbon fiber drumsticks for my birthday because I go through so many drumsticks because i always break them so he bought me a pair of carbon fiber drumsticks which shouldn't break and um they lasted like two months which is uh, a really long time for me um most sticks for me will break in about a week um but uh those carbon fiber sticks were pretty dope but he's like you're the only person i swear to god that i know that'll smash a pair of like $40 carbon fiber drumsticks yeah. snap them in half. Like, sorry, man. But yeah, when I play, uh, I really get into it, man. Um, and I do hit hard when I was, when I was younger and started playing drums in elementary school, I've been in, I've been in bands all throughout elementary school with the school bands and, uh, middle school and then the high school. Um, but I had a drum teacher, um, well, the music teacher, the band teacher, who was really teaching me how to play drums in school. Um, I would very lightly play the drums. 
And she would drill it into me. She was like, hit those drums. I want you to hit those drums. And, she, and I was, she's like, it would be like, I want you to break a head, break one of the heads on my drums. I don't care. You need to hit them harder. And it was like boot camp, man. And I just got into this thing where like, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to hit these things now then. And I just started smashing them and I've cracked cymbals. I've broken cymbals. The last show that Guy Smiley played, we were covering a tool tune, uh, the pot. And um, I love tool. I don't know if you get into tool at all, <clears throat> but tool is yeah. pretty, pretty epic. And uh, yeah, my, uh, my double bass pedal went through my kick drum head. We had to stop the show. Like um, I didn't have a backup drum head. We had to gaff tape the whole entire drum head so that it wouldn't break through. But I mean, my whole kick pedal just went straight through the head because uh, I was just, I was in the zone. Man. I was just hammering. Hammering. Yeah, I hit hard, dude. But yeah, I need a drumstick. I need a drumstick uh, endorsement. So if you got any connects, man, let me know. Hook me up. <laughs> well, the reason I brought it up, man, is because Yamaha. Does Yamaha make good sticks? Uh, I've never seen. I don't think Yamaha makes sticks. I know that they They're do all make. On the, yeah, yeah. I know that they make drum heads, or I'm sorry, uh, you know, they make the drum sets and all that. Um, but I probably wouldn't use a Yamaha drumstick, even though I love everything Yamaha does. But the best sticks that I've found so far are the Promark, um, the Five Bs, the Shirakashi Oak. Um, there's like a sumo wrestler on it on the side of the stick. And it's some Japanese like oak tree. Um, and those are the ones that I've found to hold up the longest. Um, so it'd be dope to get a, uh, an endorsement from like, you know, get sponsored through Promar or something like that mm -hmm. and uh, get a stick endorsement, man. Cause I need it. I spent like probably over a grand a year in sticks. It's ridiculous. I'm I'm curious, just as a pro tip, if you've got <laughs> sticks that are heavy and really durable, do they damage the heads easier? Is there winning this game, or do you need the most durable head and the most durable stick? How does that work? Yeah, basically, yeah, I need the most durable head and the most durable stick. Um, it's like you either break the stick or you got durable sticks. Is it going to smash into the head? Or yeah, I'll dent the head. Uh, I. What the, the last band that I was in Lehigh station when we were recording an album with Matt Goodwin, uh, I used his drum set down in his recording studio and he had just bought fresh new heads all on the drum set, all fresh new heads. And by the time I was done recording all my drums, it was like, there was like eighth inch divots into the drum heads just from hitting them so hard. He's like, dude, you gotta buy me all new drum heads, man. These things are ruined. I'm like, yeah. All right. Sorry, man. Here's a check. Go ahead and go get more drum heads. I apologize, but yeah, I don't know, man. I need, I just play hard, dude. And I, I, it's a part of the showmanship too, you know, um, drummers are in the back, but I mean, when I play, it's like, I'm in the front. Uh, I, I do what I can to, you know, put on a show to put on a show. And that's my job as a performer, as an entertainer, as a musician, you know, um, no one wants to see a band that's just standing in one place and playing music. You know, there's gotta be stuff going on. You know, you gotta be into it. You gotta feel it. And, uh, anytime I'm on the set, man, even if I'm in rehearsal, I'm smashing sticks and smashing cymbals and 
smashing heads on my drum set, man. I just, I get into it. I just, I totally get lost in it. And, uh, Hey, if sticks break, sticks break. It's rock and roll, man. <laughs> That's it, man. Absolutely. Dude, dude, man. I want to see you break some sticks now, dude. <laughs> um, you've got me, you've got me fixing for some live music, you know, mm -hmm. smashing of the guitars, breaking of the sticks and just, you know, a big show with showmanship and excitement and light. It's yeah. Oh, dude. It, it, it's, it's, you well, got whenever, me fixing. You got me fixing for something. Yeah. Well, when everything opens back, open back, opens back up. <laughs> um, and Guy Smiley plays a show. I'll definitely, uh, I'll hit you up. You come out and see. We do a lot of, uh, for anybody that's listening and doesn't know who Guy Smiley is, um, we do everything from like basically 80s, 90s, and current rock. So we'll go from Zeppelin to Sabbath to Shine Down to uh tool system of a down we're working on a limp biscuit tune we're working on a cypress hill tune um i mean we're kind of all over the place but whatever we like and is a good rocking jam and tune pearl jam um you know we'll we'll do it as long as it gets the crowd moving you know <clears throat> so when everything opens back up man let you know you can come see it live so, how do you guys how do you guys put together set list? Is it based on the the venue or the event you're gonna play or you pretty much have, across the board no matter what? Yeah, we have a pretty standard set list because we play three hours, sometimes three and a half hours. Okay. So, so our people call you in to play the night. Oh yeah, yeah. We're playing the night. You know, we end at you know one, two o'clock in the morning. Um so yeah, we kind of have all the music that we know goes into our set list. <clears throat> but uh, we've been doing an Iron Maiden medley, which is, uh, it's the Trooper, and then goes into Hollow Be Thy Name. Um, and Iron Maiden is like, that's that's where metal came from, man. You know, the metal, as we know, like a lot today, it's like totally was adopted by a lot of Iron Maiden back in the day, you know. They like kind of paved the way for a lot of it. Um so yeah, man, it's, it's, it's fun. It's always a good time when we go out and play, we try to have fun and keep it casual, but you know, we're performers at the end of the day and we just want to make people happy, man. want to make people happy, dance and uh, take their mind off of things, you know? So once things open back up, it'd be great to be on stage again, man. Have you guys been able to get together and practice at all? Have you been doing any, um, you know, sending music to each other and practicing online or is it pretty much been on a standstill? Yeah, it's been a standstill. Um, we've been mostly remodeling our rehearsal space. Um, we totally stripped the whole entire rehearsal space clean, redid everything. Uh, I mean, it got leather couches in there, new carpets, put acoustic foam all around the walls built a homemade bar out of like wooden pallets and like it's got a copper top and we hung all these lights and ran sound. And I mean, it's taken us months and months, but now it's like a place where our rehearsal space is like cozy. You know, it's like we come there and there's like an atmosphere to it now where it's like, all right, how can we make these, take these two awesome songs and put them together. Uh, one thing that guy smiley does a lot is uh, we do a lot of medleys, man. So like we'll do, maroon five animals that animal tune and then it'll morph into phil collins in the air tonight 
and then it'll go back into ending with animals. Um, so we do a lot of cool stuff like that where like it'll break down and get real quiet and like kind of weird. And then it like builds into another tune, you know, and then it'll go back to the original tune we started with. So, um, having this new like atmosphere in the studio, we can really get creative, you know, get super creative and think about stuff. And it makes you want to, you know, if you don't, if you're in a rehearsal space, it's got like awful lighting Mm -hmm. and and you know, it's like, it's not, it's not welcoming. Um, you're not going to want to do anything. It, it totally kills the whole vibe of being creative and wanting to play, man. It totally does. That's why the best recording studios and stuff like that around, there's a serious atmosphere to it. A, like the, there's specific lighting in there, a specific way everything is set up, you know? Um, and it's because you want to make it so that you can be creative, you know? So we've been spending a lot of time on that. We haven't been able to rehearse, but tomorrow is i think tomorrow is going to be the first day we're going to start jamming again because we just finished running sound in the space last week so tomorrow we're going to pick all the all the instruments up and start jamming we haven't played since march so yeah it'll be nice to uh to jam with the guys for sure it's got to be fun with the brand new space. I mean, so what do you find that when you guys are jamming, I mean, you have a huge set, so you're probably playing for a while. It, it It's not strictly business where you're showing up in a dirty studio and we're, we're going to play straight through. You guys like to have a good time. I mean, it sounds oh like you set God. up a good space. You got a bar and everything. Like, yeah. can, can people totally. come watch you guys practice? That sounds like fun. Yeah, man. We uh, we we were thinking about throwing out like a uh, um, like a party up there. We got a pretty dope spot in Fairport that overlooks the Erie Canal, and uh, I mean it's 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 a big area, and we can walk right out onto the roof, and um, it's like one of the flat roofs. It's like a big commercial building, so you could walk right out onto the roof. We were thinking about throwing a party there, but. Yeah, like I, we we love having a good time. I mean, for the first hour before we even start playing, we're just sitting there talking, you know, just talking, shooting the shit, and you know, laughing. We have we have a, a lot of laughs, you know, which is important. We have a great dynamic, great chemistry in the band, so it's great, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. In a moment, I, I want to play that drum vid because it was sick. You sent it over right before we started. And I'm like, this is cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. We did. We'll check that out. Um, I want to encourage everybody ultimately to follow Cody and everything he does. I mean, Axis Armada still has that album out. It's great. Used to see him out at Purple Pig and different shows. Um, you guys really made some noise for a bit, so that's still worth listening to. Um, ultimately, Guy Smiley. I want to come to one of those house parties, but you guys play a yeah. lot of a lot of like two, three, four hour shows in Rochester. Do you have any spots you frequent that, that we'll be able to see you at? Yeah. Uh, so we play a lot at Buncey's out in Webster. Uh, it's uh, right across the street from the movie theater. Um, we play out in Sotus. Um, and we were playing at Marlins quite a bit, but I think Marlins just recently closed down right next to Captain Jack's in Sotus. So we're probably be playing Captain Jack's. Um, and we're looking to get into some new places. Um, you know, we haven't really even discussed what we're going to be doing for as far as where we want to play next year. Um, 
But we also don't know if we're, I mean, who knows if we're even going to be able to play next year. Um, it's kind of unfortunate that, uh, you know, we can't just say, hey, we're going to do what we want and we want to play a show, you know. Um, I wish it was like that because I like freedom and I think people should have the freedom to do what they want to do. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, those aren't in the cards right now. So uh, it's all on the, you know, the decision of uh, the uh, higher ups of the state um, when we can start playing again. So who knows, man? Who we'll knows? Have, we'll have new info in a week. You know, yeah. it changes every every week or two. So we'll Dude, see. Dude, if you hear something before me, man, make sure you forward it over to me so mm-hmm. I can stay on top of it, too. Uh, yeah. yeah, for sure, dude. And lastly, Keys and Co. It sounds like that that band has a tremendous amount of potential. You guys are recording right now, you said? Yeah, so uh, Greg is uh, recording down in South Carolina. Um, he's recording the vocals. Um, he's been recording the vocals. And I'll probably be getting into the studio in... I don't know, maybe the next month or two, once everything kind of gets smoothed out and I'll lay down the drums. Um, sorry, Blake is actually texting me right now. Why is the phone on silent? Sorry about that. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm super, super pumped for this. Um, and I'm super grateful to be a part of it. Super grateful to be a part of it. Um, this is definitely something that I've been searching for. You know, I've been searching for music that I feel really passionate about that. I'm like, this right here is unbelievable music. This is unbelievable music, you know, and I truly feel that way about about what Greg and Blake have been doing. Um, so um, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped for it. It'll be, it's going to be good with this next album, man. I think a lot of people are going to enjoy it. Oh, yeah. So everybody check out all the music. Keys and Co. obviously is new. Um, it's original. It's exciting. Yeah. You guys will be playing Madison Square Garden. We'll make <laughs> it happen. Let's hope so. <laughs> One Republic, Maroon 5. We'll get a good bill going for that. Maybe even at Post Malone co-headline or something like that. Yeah, that would be legit. That would be great. So, yeah, check out all the, the groups on social. Uh, there's one... There's one last question I ask everybody, uh, and ultimately, you have the ability to control a billboard, massive freaking billboard, you know, covering the covers the entire sky. Everybody can see it, and you have the knowledge that all kinds of people are going to see it, male, female, you know, all genders, all ages, all religions, all skin tones, all styles of music and fans and all kinds of freaking people. So it's a blessing and a curse. You have the ability to control what's going to be on that billboard, whether it's a quote, an image, you know, anything that comes to mind. What would you put on that billboard and why would you choose what you choose? Uh, well, I would probably put one quote on there. There's <clears throat> um, a quote my grandfather always said. And I've always been saying it ever since he told it to me as a little kid. Um, But he always told me, you can't soar with eagles if you flock with turkeys. So basically, if you want to be successful, you got to hang around successful people. 
you want to be a great musician, you got to hang around great musicians. You want to hang around, uh, you know, a great painter, or, or you want to be a great painter, hang around great painters. Um, you know, you're somewhat a product of your environment, but I think that you can control, you know, your own destiny as much as possible. So whatever you want in life, try to surround yourself around those kind of people that you want to be, you know. Um, I love hanging around people that are great business, business people. Um, I hang around my uncle Jim all the time. Uh, and he is a real estate broker. Um, he owns empire reality in Webster and, uh, I'm going to get my real estate license. And, um, you know, I like hanging around go-getters, man. I like hanging around people that are motivated people that are like, you know, kind of like a sleep is for the week kind of thing, you know? Um, cause I'm motivated, man. I want to be successful in life. And, um, whether that's in my business or selling real estate or hopefully being, uh, being in a, a, a touring band, that's on a major label, you know, I'm so blessed to have the musicians that I have around me. Um, you know, I, I, the other guys and guys smiley, they're insane musicians, insane musicians. Um, I mean, our, our bass player, Mike Salora, like we tell him he needs to learn a tune. He listens to it on the drive over. He doesn't even, you know, and he could just pick his bass up and he plays the whole song. It's just, it's ridiculous. Never heard it before. Listens to it one time. He's like, all right, I got this. Let's go. Counted it. You know, so I'm playing, I'm, I get to hang around excellent musicians and I get to hang around successful people. So, um, you know, yeah, you can't soar with eagles if you flock with turkeys. You know, you hang around losers or whatever. I love it, dude. You know, probably wise, be one. <laughs> wise, wise words for anybody, all ages, musicians, entrepreneurs, anybody. Yeah, yeah man. Level up, you know. Yeah, they say you're the, what do they say? You're the average of the five people you hang, hang yeah. around the most. Totally, man. Yeah, and if, uh, you know, if you're hanging around people that are – not motivated or like, you know, life sucks all the time. And, you know, everybody's, you know, everything's against them. It's, that's, it's no good. That's no good. It's not going to get you anywhere in life. You know what I mean? So everything's a discipline and a commitment and, uh, and practice and repetition and, uh, whatever you want to do in life. If you follow those things, um, you know, you'll get there. You get there eventually. There's a lot of things that I'm working on. You know, I'm trying to start a new career in real estate, you know, like that's, uh, uh, there's so much legal stuff I got to learn and all that, whatnot. But the only way I'm going to get good at it is discipline, commitment, practice, and repetition, you know, doing it over and over and over again, studying the material over and over and over again until I get it all in my head, you know, and someday I'll be great at it. I'm not right now. I don't know anything about it, but you know, someday I'll be really, really good at it. And I think any, everybody can take that with them. Can't soar with Eagles. If you flock with turkeys. Hey man, brother, discipline yeah, man. repetition. We can't control COVID, but we can control, you know, what we do with our lives. So I appreciate, totally. appreciate the words there.
What's up, Grooveaholics? Thank you for listening to the show. Uh, this live drum video, you'll see it on Facebook. We have private performances, videos, things like that that I ultimately keep exclusive to the Facebook live stream. Every episode is recorded live on Facebook, so check out Rochester Groovecast on Facebook and ultimately follow us. Mark us see first, share the streams, and come listen live, show your support live, get the private performances, get the private videos, and be part of the live experience. That being said, appreciate you listening. I listen to podcasts more than I watch them, so I'm with you if I'm listening to the show right now. Ultimately, across the board, I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you for supporting local music. Thank you for listening to the show, and I hope to talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Rochester Groovecast podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and remember the fee. Share this with a friend and tell them exactly why they should listen. And don't forget to keep it groovy, baby.